You're listening to 610 Sports Radio from the Max Motor Studios. Miss anything while you were at work? Every show is available on demand at 610sports.com and the Odyssey app, 610 Sports Radio. KCSP Kansas City, WDAFHD2 Liberty, always live on the free Odyssey app. Let's begin now. for a second. I haven't been in Kansas in like a week. So I haven't been able to place any bets. So I had to do that real quick. Sorry, I know that doesn't mean anything to you. Sorry to everyone who just heard Dusty destroy his mic. Grope it. <laughs> but no, I mean, it's been a while since I've been on the air with uh, with this program. Been uh, Been stolen by Cody and Gold for a couple weeks. That's going to continue. Uh, July is going to be wild, man. I'll be everywhere. I just know that. Like Johnny Cash in that one song. That's terrible. Um, that's like the only one I, I think is terrible, his, though. But, um, yeah, I was driving in, got stuck in traffic, had like a minute to check my phone, and like the only thing that I keep looking at is uh, the the submarine story. Man, this thing is wild. Like, I did not know that like there would be this much traction over... Because um, there's like four different stories within this story. The Titanic thing? Yeah. I think that's why. It's because it's Titanic. Like, I can't... Be- like, is Titanic never going to lose the buzz? Well, t- I mean, Titanic just has a huge fan base. But and like, so I think they're the ones who are weighing in on this right now. Why do you think the Titanic has such a huge fan oh, man, I don't, I'm the wrong person to ask. <laughs> I have no idea. Like there are a hundred <laughs> plus sunken ships <laughs> in the ocean. Titanic gets a movie, R.I.P. Bill Paxton. And, uh, and all of a sudden right. like now, and it's weird too, because like James Cameron was like obsessed with it. Yeah. Like he was one of those guys who got bit by that Titanic bug. That's probably why. I mean, he's the great one of the greatest blockbuster filmmakers of all time, and he just loved the Titanic, so he made one of the best movies, period, and it just happened to be about the Titanic. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It just the movie was okay. I mean, for me personally, the movie was was fine. I didn't go into the movie thinking like I'm about to watch something that's gonna absolutely blow my mind. And I left the movie being like, yeah, they hit an iceberg. The ship sunk. People died. It is what it is. <laughs> like that's because like when I was in school, like that, like that was a very, very big movie when I was in school. Mm-hmm. And then it just seems like every 10 years or every like five to 10 years, something develops with the Titanic to where something new is about. And of course, now we have this little small controller driven fake sub containing what five people inside of it. Canadian aircraft hear sounds via, what, like jet sonar. They're basically out of oxygen. And then the craziest thing that comes out of this is that there's this son that's just living his best life while his dad's in a pill on the ocean floor. And you know there's going to be a Netflix documentary. You know there's going to be a movie. 
This kid is definitely going to be on Dateline, 60 Minutes, some sort of show. Because, again, and I don't know what's fake and what's real anymore. Like, I'm dead serious. And I promise we're getting into sports. But this is just, I haven't been with you all in a while. No, this is, this is important. So this is just, I don't know if this is like what hit your, now maybe you're like day, you were day one with this story. I saw this story and I thought to myself, no way they get discovered. Like they're screwed. Like being buried alive basically is what this is. And it sucks. Yep. And then like every, like I was just laying in bed last night and I'm going through Twitter looking at it, you know, as I'm. Rewatching Breaking Bad, finally, for the fourth final Ooh. time. Fourth and final time. Right on. I'm, I'm about to finish uh, Better Call Saul and do there that. That's yeah. what I did. Nice. So I'm on Twitter, and I'm just kind of looking through there, and it's like, new developing story, new developing story. And then I get in here today, and it says, finding out the Blink-182 submarine stepson was jailed for making death threats to fairy, various female rave DJs, and I'm at about the limit of information I can take on this news story. Not only that... <laughs> The same kid, I guess his name is Brian, at Guy182. There's, I don't know what's real and what's fake. I'm dead serious. Like, I was talking to Carrington Harrison before he left his studio, and I came in. We were talking about videos. We don't know what's real or fake. And he tweets, apparently, ladies, I'm single. Yesterday. <laughs> and I have, no, I have no problem if you want to go to a Blink-182 concert, and, like, you're, like, you know, just in pure belief that that's going to be found but in the back of his mind, he's like, man, he's a billionaire, and I'm next to Ken. So that's what went through my mind today. It's like, where is this kid's thought process? Hmm. Interesting. Stepdad. <laughs> like they said, they heard banging from the air. Like this whole story is wild. Ah. <sighs> All right. Summary story is just taking the news away from bigger things that are happening. Bigger things that are happening, of course. Okay. Dusty, you're my hero. Keep her in that suitcase and ain't nobody wanted in Kansas City. Okay, well, I did confess that I stole a suitcase today. <gasps> yeah. It was a perfect scheme. Perfect plot. It was perfect. They didn't know I did. The whole time they thought it was Cody. They thought Nick was trying to play a prank. Kaiser says Sose over here. The perfect crime. Yeah. Who'd have thought Blink-182 would get this much relevance? And this type of day. Hmm. high price tickets was the last thing we heard about them. But um, this is After Hours. Thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, it has been a while. I'm glad to talk to you all. Uh, I haven't been able to talk uh, a whole lot because the Royals have taken your time. I'm sorry for that. Um, but hey. Four games against Tampa Bay. We'll see what happens. I'm, uh, well, never mind. I'll stay positive. I'm going to say positive because that story that we started show was pretty negative. Uh, pretty, except for that kid is living his best damn life. I can tell you that much right now. That is, that is 100%. Uh, this was Pat McAfee earlier today about the Chiefs and their weapons, and they're never going to go away, and I'll tell you why he's right. Of course, Patrick Mahomes will be able to have a, a never-ending supply of electrifying weapons. Yeah. Okay? And I don't know why every other team isn't trying to do what they're doing. And I know Kadarius Tony was supposed to be the next Tyreek Hill. Yep. Supposed to be the next Tyreek Hill. Well, he was at the Giants, he wasn't. No, 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 no. no, no. Joe Judge calling plays. Yeah. Setting up for punts, which I like, but not everybody does. Yeah. Sure. Kadarius Tony has a hamstring, has a hamstring, has a hamstring, has a hamstring. What? Trade to the Chiefs. What? Feel good. Yep. Wow, lights feel good. Cool. Feel good. Let's go ahead and yeah. do this. Yeah. So you, the Giants technically had a Chiefs-like player. 
And then they said, ah, it doesn't work. And the Chiefs were like, thank you. You run a 4-2? Thank you. Yeah, yeah, we'll on. take him. Are you yeah. untackleable? Thank you. Yep. Come on here. And then at quarterback, we got the next one. Mm -hmm. So we have an offense coordinator who knows every single play in the history of football. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like, actually. Yep. Yeah. All a, of them. Have a smarter, all of the plays <laughs> yeah. in the history of football. <laughs> yeah. Uh, offensively. I don't know how yeah. we're going to have to try him defensively. Yeah, maybe, though. Off, who yeah. knows? There's a chance. Offensively, yeah. he knows every play in the history of football, and he's a good play caller. Like, yeah. in games, good play caller knows who and what to attack and how to attack it. We have a bunch of smart players. Like, the core of our smart play, our core of our players, all incredibly intelligent. Genius. So we can change up our game plans. All we need you to learn, if you're not a super genius, four or five things, yeah. and it's going to... We're going to be good. It's a perfect setup in Kansas City. And if they end up with Dalvin Cook and DeAndre Hopkins, I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah, that'll suck. Okay? So he's right about a couple of things. Obviously, the sarcasm is there with a couple of the comments, but I think this is very eye-opening to maybe people that don't follow the Kansas City Chiefs as much as maybe we do here in Kansas City. But I think what Pat McAfee is trying to tell people is that the Kansas City Chiefs have figured out a system and it's yet to be figured out. And obviously you can figure out yourself that what we mean by that is they've been to three Super Bowls in five years and they've won two of them. And I'm pretty sure if you go to a Vegas sports book and look at the odds, they're probably the favorites to win it again next year. And I personally do believe there's a strong belief that they can do it. Because of how, I don't know, what makes this team tick, this team, I don't know, I think that's the one thing that that can put a lot of people at ease that are on this team, like a Kelsey Mahomes Reed, like the most important guys on the team, because I think they truly do want to repeat. Then that's the third one, and that crosses off so many boxes or checks off so many boxes when it comes to career grand slams for them, right? Mahomes would be a, a three-peat champion or at least a three-title ring guy. Kelsey would have three. They'd have their certified dynasty. I think they're already in that category, but they would have the legitimate dynasty name. Like, you couldn't deny it. It'd be three rings, right? The total package is there. Andy Reid would then have the availability to walk away if he wanted to and still be considered one of the top three head coaches of all time. Again, it just depends on how much longer he wants to do it and how long he gets till he gets tired of it. Which, judging by the way that man looked at the uh, ring ceremony, he's going to do this for quite some time. The man was just floating around. More so than Pat and Travis. Andy was loving every minute of it. Looks like a kid in a kid. And... The Chiefs had figured something out that the rest of the league is yet to figure out, yet to be able to have. They can't do it. The Chiefs have the total package because, like they said, sarcastically, Mahomes knows every offensive play ever created. No, he just has a really good photogenic memory. Photographic? Photogenic? Photographic. Photographic. Photographic memory. Sorry. And it's just one of those rare things that certain athletes have. I'm not putting them in a category with Jordan. I'm not, um, I'm not putting them there with Tom Brady. He's got a lot of time, which is on his side, which is great. But he has the killer mentality. He can see something, develop it, never be fooled again. 
And not only that, he's the best at his position in a time of the game where passing league. So what they do is they find guys that do individual things great. Speed, hands, possession, route running. Put it all together. Keep it young. Don't overpay for it because you have a luxury in the arm that's throwing them the ball. And they can't be beat. Obviously, they lose games. But again, Mahomes has never been blown out other than the Super Bowl to the Bucs. They've won their division every year he's been a quarterback. They've been in the AFC Championship every year he's been the quarterback. And this system has been put in place. And it's fun. Right? And the and the best, I guess the best analogy I can give it to is that we've all kind of grown up playing video games. Well, a lot of us did. And this is more so for like the Madden era kids. And there's times when you and your buddies played and no one beat, you know, Johnny, Johnny just had it figured out whether he learned how to play the cover two, learned how to play with the linebacker first, knew how to bull rush better than anybody else and could put, apply practice. You just couldn't beat him. And the only way that he would lose is if he beat himself through an interception that went to the house, and you know, winning by three, you know, didn't call his right play. Same thing with the chiefs. No one's blowing the chiefs out. The chiefs, we can agree should not have lost to, The Indianapolis Colts last year. That was a self-inflicted loss. That was a drop touchdown by your star tight end. That was a weird play or an unsportsmanlike conduct play by Chris Jones when Matt Ryan said something. But even more so to take it up into a bigger scale, the Chiefs only beat themselves in the playoffs. D Ford's offsides. Right? Self-inflicted wound. Patrick Mahomes has the worst half of his entire career at the worst possible time against Cincinnati. They beat themselves. And then the offensive line in the Super Bowl was just completely dismantled. He had no protection. And since then, he's had one of the top offensive lines in the league, and you're seeing exactly what the results are. Cincinnati didn't beat him last year. New England obviously no longer... uh, factor with Tom Brady out, but again, they've got a system and they know how it works. So when you see guys like Kadarius, Tony, Sky Moore, MVS, Rasheed Rice, Justin Watson, maybe not Justin, but when you see those guys and those targets and people think like, how are the Chiefs doing it? The system, it works. It's not as boring as like the San Antonio Spurs in the NBA for all those years. And it's not as strategic as New England's because it was a different game then. You could still run the ball, play great defense, and win games 10-7 to like they did a few times. But they haven't figured out, and it helps what you have at quarterback, it helps what you have at head coach, and it helps what you have at tight end. But when nobody can figure it out, good luck. And until somebody does, good luck. On the other side, Mahomes, he seems to be the answer to every single one of these questions. Maybe I'm biased, but maybe there's one where he's not the obvious child. But this is After Hours, Luke Dusty, 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Hey, it's Cody Tapp here to remind you that you can watch Cody and Gold every weekday starting at 10 o'clock on the 610 Sports Twitter account and YouTube page. 
I'm on TV. If you miss any funny moments or breaking news from the show, we'll be sure to clip it, post it to all our social media platforms so you can enjoy a laugh in just 90 seconds or less. If you miss anything from the show, you can always catch it on demand using the Odyssey app or 610sports.com. Listener, watch Cody and Gold weekday starting at 10 on your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs. And your home for Royals baseball, 610 Sports Radio. perform on stage and then like every major band the guy gets too popular egotistical leaves and goes solo and it's never the same talking heads good band though uh so yeah this kid is uh this kid is wild that's the stepson of the dude in the submarine so he started off Retweeting the article from the BBC. Then he finally starts quote tweeting on June 19th. My stepdad is on that submarine. Thoughts and prayers. Same day. Thanks for the love and support. Praise hands, Blackheart. Twenty-two hours later, live video Blink 182, Blackheart. An hour after that, Blink-182 gets us through life's toughest times. They don't, but they're, I guess. <laughs> That's not really their music. <laughs> I mean, they have a song about suicide. Adam's song. He then tweets, thanks for the love and support, fam. Same ones. Prayer hands, Blackheart. Mm, fam. Mm. Please keep my family in your prayers. The very next tweet says, And it's a girl taking a photo, and it says, can I sit on you? His response is, yes, please. Thoughts and prayers. That thoughts and prayers wasn't there. His next tweet is, Cardi B, we know all your latest releases are trash, but it's your career that's desperate for attention now. Followed by, thanks for all the love from EDM, Twitter. Prayer hands, Purple Heart. Thoughts and prayers for my family in these difficult times. That was 55 minutes ago. He then tweets again, 35 minutes ago. The media is incredibly insensitive during these tragic times. Hmm. <laughs> I would have believed him if he didn't say yes, please, to the can I sit on you tweet. But he had so much sadness, yet horniness in his heart at the same time that he tweeted both of those. That's where you, that's where he lost you. Yeah, and I like the guy that says from the nine one three folks with a lot of money do stupid things, and that's fair. That's fair. Stop making sense. One of the best musical DVDs for sure. Watch that when you're feeling great. That'll change your life. Um. So, and my correction to the text on, I'm so very sorry. The Titans did blow the Chiefs out too. So there's two. I apologize. I'm so sorry. 
So sorry. But I thought this was funny today. And again, Luke, if I'm being like extremely biased, I get it. That's fine. But it's kind of hard. I feel like it, now I know how hard it was to do Joe Buck's job in that one World Series when like Madison Bumgarner was just the best player on the planet that very moment. But like Mahomes is 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 got to be close to that. And there's a topic about is the era of Mahomes began or has it begun a year ago? Because I don't want to be one of those guys, and we'll get into this a little bit later, where like one Super Bowl and like an MVP, you're like it's his era now. It's like well, let's. Let's pump it a little bit. But I saw this question on on Twitter, and it was Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, um, Joe Burrow, and gosh, I want to say, I don't know if it was Her, I don't know if it was, I don't know if it was Herbert or not, but I think I know it was Allen, Burrow, Mahomes, Hurts, and I think it was Justin Herbert. And it said, Final drive, which one of these guys are you taking? And a lot of these websites are like Pro Football Talk or Pro Football Focus or, you know, SI, shout out Sports Illustrated. Nice folks over there. I mean that from a personal standpoint. And uh, there's like, there's things that like I can see why. The, and then that's what I mean. Like they, get, they got smart because they, they took them off. So it's like, you need one throw. Burrow Allen hurts. And then, like, the comments are like, well, Mahomes, but he's not on here. And, I mean, the final drive, like, what are we, what are we doing here, right? Brought the Chiefs back in two different Super Bowls. Came from behind in every single game of the playoffs in his first Super Bowl run. He's kind of got that. John Elway S type of thing where there's like if there's any type of clock on any time amount of time on the clock and he has the ball, good luck. Buffalo, hello, 13 seconds. And it's funny that they put these other guys because like I think we're into that point where final drive. I feel like you should answer Mahomes, right? Like I don't think any I think anybody that answers separately, and I know we're never gonna get that. We're never gonna get that type of unanimous. Decision. There's always going to be somebody with a with a funny response or someone who's going to try to logically tell you why this person might be better on the final drive because statistics prove A, right? But I know with my two eyes what I've seen from somebody who, when the tough gets going, the going gets tough. And, like, they answer that call. Like, I always used to tell my dad, and this is true, he'd always get so distressed over Chiefs games when they were down by like 10 with a quarter and a half left. Be like six minutes left in the third, down 10. And I'd get a text. He'd be like, I don't know, man. They're just they're beating themselves. I'm like, just, just let 15 be 15. And it'd be one of those games, right, where final drive or final quarter, Mahomes has three touchdowns and the Chiefs end up winning, you know, 31 to 17. You're like, this game was 17 to 7 with eight minutes left in the third? So it's like he's the answer to every question. And I thought to myself, what's one he wouldn't be or shouldn't be the unanimous answer for? Because I think final drive, Mahomes. Start a franchise, Mahomes. One win and one big game, Mahomes. Right? And I feel like the one that's not a slam dunk, he's still probably on the same list of guys. And the one I could come up with is... 
It's third and nine, and you need a 10-yard rush. Who do you choose? And that's one where I feel like people would probably be like, oh, Jalen Hurts or Josh Allen, right? And I'd be okay with that answer, but I feel like Mahomes would still somehow sneak his way up there. Because, again, how many times has there been, like, a big down and Mahomes has used his legs? And that's what I think is funny is that, like, we almost have to get to a point where we just need to, like, take him off. I don't know. Because if you think of all the questions that arise on those, or the, you know what I'm talking about, like where they have like the little four or five picture and it's the guy's face. And that's what this one was, final drive. Who do you want? And it's like, why do I even have to look at this? This is the fastest circle Mahomes and turn my test in immediately. That's nothing against Josh Allen. I've seen him come from behind and win. I've seen Jalen Hurts do it. I'm a firm believer in Jalen Hurts after watching that Super Bowl game. What a dog that guy is. That guy's figured it out. He's got his system, you'd think. Tough division, got hurt, came back, had a hell of a Super Bowl, hell of a Super Bowl. Potentially could have been the MVP of a losing team, seriously. But, like, what can Mahomes not do? Over under for me on Corey's lights, I never put a limit on it. I just, I just go until I can't go anymore. Same. Same energy. But I think we're just at that point where, like, it's, it's not trying to be, like, no fun league. But she's like, just just leave him out of it so others have a chance. Do you think it's because in Tom Brady's era, it really was just Peyton Manning, maybe Ben, Big Ben, and maybe people today think, oh, there's way more comp, there's way more good quarterbacks in the league now. Yeah, I mean, I think that this is probably the purest at one time the NFL's been with quarterbacks. Like, I mean, Breeze was in that era, and Rodgers maybe was a little bit in that era with Brady and Mah- and Brady and uh, and Manning. But they ran it themselves for a good four to five years. And Ben was there and had good teams as well. And Breeze kind of had the, the one run. Um, but other than that, but I mean, Breeze was a big numbers guy. And I think when you look at the quarterbacks now, it's, it's just because of how the league has jumped. I think that's why, and Brady won a lot, so I'm not taking anything away from that. But it's just, it's more so nowadays that think about how I don't know. Like, think about how equally talented the league is, and yet one is still so much higher up than the others. Like, I think Burrow and Allen are the next tier, but I think there's a full, huge gap between them and Patrick Mahomes. Like, I think Joe Burrow could, and has, taken taken a team to a Super Bowl, and I think he can win a Super Bowl. I think Josh Allen can do the same thing. They have yet to do it. But the thing about it is they have the raw God-given talent to be able to get to that point and do it. The only problem is, is that they're running into a guy who just consistently does it and did it in his first playoff run. Again, we talked about earlier, lost because the guy was offsides, never touched the ball in overtime. That rule has since changed. Because why? Because the guy that did it, did it to a guy that also didn't get touched the ball in the very next year. Now all of a sudden you can do it. And then they were talking about moving the AFC Championship game. Tiger-proofing, Mahomes-proofing, it could happen. But it's just we're at a point now where it's like the quarterback field is so rich. I mean, there are eight guys, Luke. There are legitimately eight quarterbacks that I would pick to lead my franchise right now. 
obviously Mahomes would be my number one choice. But if you're talking like draft, man, there are seven other guys after Mahomes where I'd be like, I'm okay with this. I'm good with this. Herbert, Burrow, Allen, Hurts, Lawrence. I mean, those guys, I would legitimately feel comfortable being like, yeah, we can do this. And and they're all kind of starting off at the same time, too. Like, they're both, they're all kind of just taking off. And they're all in the AFC. Yeah. And that sucks. But, like, Herbert, like, yeah. And like we talked about earlier, the thing is that the Chiefs have the system down. They've got the system down to where they know what works and no one else has figured out within their own team. It's unstoppable. But, yeah, just take Mahomes off those little, those little memes, you know? Let him just, we all know. We know the answer is always going to be Mahomes. So we'll just, we'll keep it, you know, to where it is. A tale as old as time, a team in the division, the Los Angeles Chargers. I'm going to tell you who they beat last year and why I still think they're fool's gold. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Chiefs fans, this is Trent McDuffie, and you're listening to 610 Sports Radio. Sounds like the cure. Maybe this. Shake it up. Right. I feel like this takes like a would be like a serious montage scene. Sitting yeah. like shirtless with high socks on up to your shins, thinking like, why the hell you did what you did the night before? Yeah, like guys like way in the distance, you know, watching the girl that he has a crush on, like laughing at the guy that's like a bully and stuff. Wearing like, sunglasses, oh, but blocking the sun still. Like, oh, it is what it is. I gotta, how do I get her? Somebody says, it's always the final drive. It's going to be Mahomes, but I wouldn't doubt Burrow. Yeah, I wouldn't either. I think Burrow has that, that dog. You get that dog in him. Yeah. You just see somebody with like a firm, like, Brown mustache, say that with like salt and pepper hair, brown eyes. And he's got Orlando Brown Jr. now. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. I mean, at least he's got more protection. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll see what happens with that. Um, I want to get into this because I think I'm, I've always kind of tried to break down why, um, like why we have uh, always this feeling that the Chargers can be the team. And again, I'm 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 gonna do this subject or this topic because I do truly I do believe this. These are who the these are the quarterbacks, by the way. Of the ten games the Chargers won. These are the 10 quarterbacks the Chargers beat. Davis Mills, Marcus Mariota, Jacoby Brissett, Baker Mayfield, Nick Foles, Russell Wilson, Ryan Tannehill, Kyler Murray, Derek Carr, Tua Tagovailoa. 
They blew a 27-0 lead in the playoffs. And the question then asks via ML Football on Twitter, are they an overhyped team heading into 2023? The Chargers are fool's gold. Or pyrite, however you want to con- like describe them. What's that Kenny Chesney song? Went to bed with a 10, woke up with a 2. That's what the Chargers are. The Chargers are, and what we are as media members, we're your friends. We're the ones saying, all right, man, are you sure? And you're okay with this? Like, you're 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 fine going home? With, with, okay. Okay. And then what happens? You get that call the next day. You guys suck. Dude, I got trapped. I couldn't get an Uber. My phone was dead. She has Android. I've got iPhone. What was I supposed to do? I had to hang out. She sleeps in. And all your friends say, yeah, you do this all the time, Randy. We try to tell you, you ignore us. How many times is it going to take for you to figure out what you're seeing is not what you are actually seeing? And the problem with the Chargers, I don't think, is their quarterback. I do believe that Justin Herbert is a, is a great quarterback. I think their problem is they don't want – I don't know if like you can do this with a big franchise like in the NFL, but I think they're so hell-bent on not being wrong that they're afraid to get rid of Brandon Staley. Now, they got rid of all of his coordinators, and they revamped the coordination for the offense and defense. And they brought in Kellen Moore, who is – Supposed to be somebody's predecessor. We just don't know who yet. And we don't know if he has the offensive mind. They thought it was kind of decent in Dallas. I mean, if you can do it with Dak and Tony Pollard and and an aging Zeke Elliott, you know, with CeeDee Lamb on the outside, maybe he can come to the Chargers. Kind of a similar team. Herbert's a little bit better than Dak. Aging running back and Austin Eckler, who once paid before that number happens. Can he kind of revamp this offense or get Brandon Staley to find the job? Like, well, we're not going to get rid of Keller, man. We're getting rid of you. You've had your chance. Because it seems like he should have been gone this year. You blow a 27-0 lead in overtime. You only beat Davis Mills, Marcus Mariota, Jacoby Brissett, Baker Mayfield, Nick Foles, Russell Wilson, Ryan Tannehill, Kyle Murray, Derek Carr, and Tua Tagovailoa. Those are the only quarterbacks you, you beat last year. And you, Oh, my gosh. Now, again, they lost seven games. Two of them to Patrick Mahomes. And again, there's always going to be people that are going to bite the bait. Those people are everywhere. I don't know why this audio is not playing, but it's not playing. And I was trying to play Dan Arlovsky's cut because he's... extra progress for the Chargers by, like, scoring more points per game. At some point when you have Justin Herbert, the standard is, are you winning the division or making deep playoff runs? Can they catch up to the Chiefs this year? Absolutely. Really? They, they are, absolutely. They are talented enough and well-coached enough. First of all, they've beaten Kansas City, I think, two out of the last four meetings. It was Last tough. year, they should have beat them. Remember, that's the game Justin got they banged up his in the ribs. ribs. And it was like the 100-yard pick return yeah. because the tight end was really tired. Asked, yeah. And to Coach's point, last year, this football team lost their left tackle, two of their starting wide receivers, their quarterback played with basically no ribs, their premier edge rusher, and their prized cornerback for agent signing. Yeah. So as long as they are healthy, last year, this time, this was a team everyone was picking to go where? 
the Super Bowl. Yeah. Absolutely talented enough. Now they got to go do it. Yeah. But if they stay healthy, this is as good a roster talent-wise as there is in the NFL. Yeah, it's a familiar refrain, though, out of the Chargers, sure. right? It's like really talented but on they paper. they can. They're capable yes, of they doing can. it. Not it's many teams are. It is time for them to break that streak of being the team that was close to good enough but not actually good enough. Two things for Narlowski. Some teams can, not a lot of teams are. And he says a lot of people had them going to the Super Bowl last year. But really, no one's going to be able to knock off the Chiefs until someone in their division can do it first. And really, there's nobody in their division other than San Diego that gives you, San Diego, Los Angeles, any sort of nervous feeling. You're not worried about Jimmy G and Josh McDaniel in, in Vegas. You're really not. That's not arrogance. That's just common sense, which really isn't so common these days. You can't be worried about Russell Wilson doing the Tony Perkis workout system. If you don't know what I mean, go look up Tony Perkis slide, glide. That's what Russell Wilson's doing. Again, it's awkward. He's doing weird workouts, holding a football, making weird, strange eye contact to the camera. You're not worried about those teams. So the only team, because they have a quarterback that slightly gives you any sort of notion that there's a chance as the Chargers, and that is why every year, my friends, we claim the Chargers could beat the Chiefs, yet they can. In fact, they're 0-4 in the last two years, and in one of those games, or wait, 3-1. and And in one of those games, in one of those games, or two of those games, they got beat on the same play. To the same player. Same route, same play, same result. The Chargers get the hype because they're the only one that seems believable because of quarterback, but they're just fool's gold. It's nice, it's cool, looks good with the naked eye, but then you really go look up close to it, you're like, oh, that's why this was $14.99. You'd think something like that should be like $150. No, it's not. It ain't Denver. It ain't Vegas. Good luck to Los Angeles. They didn't beat anybody worth a damn last year that played the quarterback position. On the other side, I pay my respects to the late, great, well, we'll get to it. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. The 610 Sports Radio phone line is brought to you by Underlaw Injury Lawyers. Visit GetJim.com. Hey, it's Royals first baseman Vinny Pasquantino, and you're listening to 610 Sports Radio. something here in a second. I know we got to wrap this hour up, but I want to dedicate this. Um, before I do that, I want to get into uh, some of the texts. 913-586-7610. Obviously, later tonight, we'll do the out of left field question. Training camp's already around the corner, so that lets you know football season is about to be up and running, which means those lovely drives to St. Joe. Uh, someone says that take that you played by Dan Orlovsky just pisses me off. Stop playing. It's fun. Um, from the 816. So then is Charger Dodd an Orlovsky fanboy? 
doubt it. I think it might be the other way around if he's listened to Carrington. And then someone said that uh, my comparison of going to bed with a 10, waking up with a 2, hit too close to home. I'm the guy who gets with the girl that is, uh, you know, drunk as an 8. When I get sober up in the morning, she's a 4. That's crazy. With three kids, I steal the fruit snacks and a Capri Sun and dip. Okay, Lance. Lance, I don't know if that's true. Because I don't think you would know where the fruit snacks are. And that's probably a comedy bit that's been stolen. But that's okay. It's still funny. But what I want to get into is today I was on Twitter. And the late, great Therese Paler was mentioned uh, by his wife, Ebony. At Ebony Reed puts up, the Missouri Press Association has named the late Therese Paler part of its 2023 Hall of Fame class. May Therese be pleased from heaven and his honor add to the pride our family, friends, and those who appreciate Therese's journalistic work feel. Um, she has a quote on here that says, um, Therese Paler, Therese Paler joins the Missouri Press Association Hall of Fame. This honor highlights Therese's significance in sports journalism and nominated Therese for this honor, or I nominated Therese for this honor and appreciate the journalists who wrote letters of support. May Therese, who served as a selector for the Pro Football Hall of Fame, be pleased from heaven and may he now join our industry's Hall of Fame in what became our home state. Thank you to everyone who has contributed to the scholarships in Therese's name at Missouri and Howard. Therese's mother and I share great pride in his honor. Ebony Reed. Therese Paler was alive from 1984 to 2021. Um, I always get in my feels around the start of football season because I always knew that these, and this is true, this time of year, the, the content's not, you know, just low-hanging fruit from the tree. Right, I can't just sit here and be like, oh, it's Wednesday night. Chiefs play in three days. Here we go. You know, it's you have a baseball team that's almost 40 games under 500. You have a team that is on a championship tour, will continue a championship tour, but there's always that time where what can we bring up about football? Who can make it make more sense? And you have your your Pete Sweeney's of the world, your Nate Taylor's of this world. Um Ron Cop, even, you know, knowledgeable, watched, watched a lot of film. But Therese was always a guy. Not only that, but, like, some of these guys, and I'm not naming any names, but some of these guys that are on the beat consistently, they like a little bit of alone time. They like a little bit of a, hey, it's, you know, from July to September 1st, let me be. I'll join your show anytime. I'll give you all my attention. Therese was always that guy that would answer your phone and say, absolutely. And if he missed it, He'd say, next show you're on, I'll come on, I promise. And always gave 100%, had the passion for it, had the knowledge for it, was respected for it. He always stood on the left side of the podium in the Chiefs pressers. Andy knew where he was. He was going to ask the appropriate question, never going to piss anybody off. Coined the phrase, contract years undefeated. Called Patrick Mahomes a generational unicorn before it even sprouted 
And he had this to say about Mahomes in the Hall of Fame. Mahomes is on a track, providing he wins one Super Bowl. That's all it really takes. But he's, he's on his way with what he's accomplished in his young career and for how much he loves the game and for some of his ridiculous moments already, including Sundays. For me to be able, in 20 years, to get up in front of that room, the other 47 members of the committee, and for me to just stand up when I'm presenting this case and say, I nominate Patrick Mahomes, and I sit out. Two seconds. That is the treatment that's only given to the Brett Favre's of the world. I believe he's the only one I've seen that happen to um, since I've been a part of the committee. Um, even Tony Gonzalez had like seven minutes. You know, you talked about him, right? So um, that is that is the rarest of treatment given to the rarest of players. But he is he is he definitely has that potential to to end up in that spot, providing he continues to play, continues to thrive. Walter, as you know this as much as I do, now he has two Super Bowls, two MVPs, two Super Bowl MVPs, and that Hall of Fame take that you had after one Super Bowl ring in an offseason is uh, pretty damn accurate. So uh, just a cool little moment there to see that today on Twitter. We get back to this. We talk about a little bit more of what Mahomes is because I think the era has begun. We teased it a little bit earlier, but on the way back, and the 7 o'clock hour we get to it. It's Luke Dusty. This is After Hours on 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views.